0: Ball tournament. Sweet, left, center, center.
1: For Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock-Hackley, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics, brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministry, serving Auburn students since 1961, and the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler. This is my co-host, Clint, and um, it was another great week of Auburn baseball. But we did get that first loss, but that's okay. We uh we're rolling Hey.
0: I'm happy with fifteen and one on the season right I now. I mean,
1: that first loss it was gonna come 16 at some fifteen and one, I'm sorry. It was gonna come at some point. Um but I'm glad that we kinda got that off our back and um but we're rolling. We're we're
0: in good shape. Yeah, you see a lot of teams that try to take that undefeated route as long as they can. Kentucky basketball a couple of years ago, the Patriots when they went 18-0 and or 17-1 and whichever and 15 straight wins is a lot and you know I, like you said I'm glad it's I'm glad that that first loss is over so we don't have to talk about it anymore this is still one of the best starts in Auburn baseball history and you know it, things are still looking really good for the conference schedule.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. We got started this week on Friday. Um we got we recorded a little late last week. If you want to hear about the UAB game, you can go listen to our last show. But we're going to start this week uh with the Northeastern se- series on Friday fr- just Friday and Saturday because we played an- another doubleheader on Saturday. Are we ever going to play on Sunday again? I think so. I believe in I believe in
0: it. I think it's rained yeah at some point. Every single Sunday of 2018 here in Auburn. But
1: let me tell you, Friday was actually the first game that I have missed all season. How dare you! And well, I was in St. Louis watching the basketball team. I'm sorry. Like a (laughs) like a true a true (laughs) Auburn fan. But um, that I missed a. I think I heard I missed a pretty good game Friday. You
0: did. I mean, Auburn won six to nothing. But I think there was a bigger story there. And if you look at the bot's score, zero, zero, zero and 1. one, zero, zero. So what does that mean?
1: Ze- I think that means a no hitter. Zero means a no hitter. Yes. So uh, Casey Mize, yeah boy, nine innings pitched, zero hits, career high, zero walks,
0: career high, thirteen strikeouts,
1: thirteen strikeouts. Um, we're not going. It would have been a perfect game. If not for a Will Holland error, but we're gonna take it easy on Will. Um,
0: did you Did you happen to watch the game at all? I know you were heading back. We did. Home. We
1: watched. Um, I know this is very safe driving, but uh, Daniel pulled it up on his phone. And we put it in front in like the dashboard and we were watching we
0: did I didn't need all the safety hazard yeah, details you just had to tell me that it was on in in the car yes, and that's I was, all I needed I was
1: watching uh, the the, the road the going road about 85 miles per hour so but that's okay Chandler, if the if the police come after you it's not my fault <laughs> um but yes uh so I got to see a little bit of it um a great great performance by Casey how I mean Tell us about the atmosphere in the ballpark Friday night.
0: Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't even aware of what was going on until maybe the fifth or sixth inning. You know, I'm I'm not a scoreboard watcher. I'm just I'm there for the score mainly, and um, you know you could you could feel tension in the air. Um, <clears throat> actually, heard a couple of mentions of that two words that should never be talked about in the middle of it happening. And so that's that's really when I think a lot of people had their attention turned to it. Um <clears throat> and come the seventh, eighth, and eventual ninth inning, got really tense. Um uh Northeastern got really close. Uh thankfully that Will Holland error was early in the game, so it's you know, it's it's hindsight all always in this situation, but it didn't really affect the end of the game. And it was really just a routine play. He kind of bobbled it and, you know, just didn't get it cleanly. It wasn't a really bad error by any means. But, you know, just the final couple of batters hit it really hard. And it it really felt like it might slip away. I mean, this is Auburn Athletics. Is Auburn really going to be in the middle of a no-hitter? You know, how is this going to slip away from us? But, you know, Casey Mize is the pro of this team, and, you know, it was really nice to see because you and I have kind of discussed on this show how he's kind of struggled a little bit this season and how he's gotten hit really hard, especially in practice, and while he did get hit really hard Friday night, he, you know, he kept it in the ballpark and and yeah. just finished what he started.
1: Uh, Butch Thompson was quoted as saying, in 27 years, that's about as good as I've seen on the mound. I've seen some good ones. Just being in this league for 17 years, you're going to coach some really good ball players and pitchers especially. But start to finish, Casey Mize, that's probably about as good as I've seen.
0: Well, and Casey's no-hitter got him the SEC Pitcher of the Week Award as well as a National Pitcher of the Week Award. And, I mean, kid threw a no-hitter, how can you take that away from him?
1: Yeah, um, it was certainly – an impressive showing by Casey. Um, the offense was uh, helped by Brendan Venner with a 4-for-4 four four night um, at the plate. Um, I think he had a, a home run, maybe. Is that right? Do you uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, let's, see. let's see. Over the wall in left field for his third home run of the season. So, yes, uh, Venner had a home run. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that was seven pitches into the game. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then uh also uh Edward or uh yeah, Edward Julian. Well, went... you got to
0: say it Canadian, man. You got to have that little flair Ed- on.
1: Edward Edward. There you go. Went 2 for 4 and Connor Davis went 2 for 4. Um but I mean it was just a very good team win, uh 6 to nothing final and uh just a great great team win. Yeah.
0: You know, just like we said, great job by Casey to get going. The bats, I mean, we went six six runs on 12 hits. That's pretty good. Good enough. Um, You know, we we, we were kind of talking in the stands for the first game of Saturday's doubleheader that if Casey had the run support that Davis, Daniel, has gotten, like the run differential for this team and Casey's stats alone – might be even more absurd.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, but let's move on to to Saturday, um, the first game of the doubleheader. Uh, Davis Daniel started and um, struggled. <laughs> he, he, I mean he he struggled, but he really didn't struggle. Um, he only went three and a third. But he only gave up one earned run and had had four strikeouts. But he also gave up seven hits. And, I mean, and Calvin Coker came in uh, in the fourth inning and really got got Davis out of a bind. Yeah, big time. Big time. And then Calvin went four and two-thirds. Got the win. And was just simply Calvin Coker. (laughs) I mean, you can't say enough about how well this kid has done this year. Yeah. Um. So we went Davis, Calvin, Peyton. Well, that was that was a rough, rough outing by Peyton, and it was disappointing to see that because uh, Peyton's uncle actually coach is the head coach for Northeastern, and his father was in attendance. Yeah. So that was that was hard to see. Um. But Schlechty came on, got us out of the inning, and then Corey Herndon uh, finished it up, and. Just a great, uh, another really good team win, uh, fourteen to eight. But I think seven, seven of those eight were scored there in the ninth inning uh, with <laughs> Glavin and Schlechty when they when they pitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know going back to Davis, um, you know three and a third, seven hits, one run, um, you know seventy three pitches for the kid. It wasn't his best outing. He did struggle with placement and just getting hit really hard. But it was, you know, a testament to him and this defense uh, to only allow that one run. So that was, you know, there were a couple times, I, th- I think at one point um, Davis had the bases loaded around him and got out of the jam. And, you know, I've, just that that mental toughness to keep fighting through, even when it's not going well, says a lot about him.
1: Yeah, that was uh, good to see. And on the on the offensive side, Stephen Williams went three of five. Brendan Venner again went <laughs> two of five. Um, Josh Anthony two of two, uh, and then um, and then Will Holland also went two of three. So just a overall good performance by Auburn. Uh, with they had 14 hits as a team. And we also got a lot of players playing time in uh, during this first game. Kate Evans, Judd Ward, Mike Rojas. I don't think we've heard that name this season yet. Not much. Um, and then Jeremy Johnson came on. Bowen McGuffin also. Dylan Ingram. So we, I think we played about probably around fifteen players, position players total, and then uh, five pitchers. So per, I think twenty players on our roster got playing time at some point or another. And that was just that was good to see from a. From a a standpoint of heading into SEC play and just trying to get more players experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've made my stance clear on experience that I'm very big on it. You know, you've got to have your team top to bottom as prepared as possible. And I think that's something that, you know, like the football team has struggled with the past couple of years. Um, But, you know, it's really nice to see Coach Thompson and the Solver staff getting all these players a really good chance to perform to play and, and just to get that experience because it's really gonna come in handy because you know we've already got a couple of injury reports and such stacking yeah. up we'll, and we'll
1: talk about that more in a, in a little while
0: so you know these guys are, are gonna be relied on a lot because this is a long season
1: yep yeah. but uh, let's move on to our second game on Saturday. Which was a very sad one. Um as the Tigers lost two to one, um uh in in nine innings. And let me tell you, um the northeastern starter for this game, um what was his name? Sean, Sean Mellon. Mellon. Yeah, well Sean Mellon showed out.
0: <laughs> was a stud. <laughs> I mean,
1: Sean Mellon was the real deal i mean and he brought he brought it
0: was that their ace do they put their ace on re- sunday
1: i'm not positive but the 1.29 era te- tends to signal ace. <clears throat> yeah and considering their friday pitcher i think he had like a 7 something era yeah that went up against casey and then their Starter uh, on the first game Saturday had a 5.8 ERA. I think it might have been their ace. I would their think that their, star- <laughs> their ace is this guy.
0: Well, and you know, he he went eight full innings, <coughs> only gave up two hits in a run, and just faced three yeah. batters over the minimum. And, you know... Yep. It really sucks because Auburn was no hit going into the eighth yep. inning, yep. and, yep. No <laughs> and we in. we did everything we could as the head-lane yeah, section I mean, we to were start jinxing shouting, that.
1: No hitter, no. I mean, it was we were trying everything to do everything we could to jinx <clears throat> it. And,
0: and be honest, it was a really big discussion in the group. Do we even do this? Is this something that we're allowed to do as the opponent getting no hit? Because I mean, we saw it Friday.
1: We're not saying a word, but if it's your team. Is if, it okay? Team, you're you're saying every word. So, um, but yeah, that was incredible, incredible outing by Sean Melon. Um, to he went four and O on the so yes, I am assuming this guy is their ace. Um, but he to go four and O on the season, um, had eight strikeouts, and then Andrew Miss Misle, came in and finished it off. Uh, and closed the final inning, but uh, just a just a stud performance. And it wasn't even like uh, Tanner. It wasn't like Tanner or Cody had bad outings. Uh, Tanner went four, but also had five strikeouts. And then Cody Greenhill was just Cody Greenhill. Went four and two thirds, one hit ball, one hit ball in four and two thirds innings, and had four strikeouts. And um, so I mean it was not a bad performance by those two. It was just a incredible performance out of Sean Mellon. but um <coughs> thankfully um thankfully I think it was was it julian was it Julian or Stephen Williams that broke up the new hitter I'm pretty sure it was Stephen w- I mean well, Edward Edward Julian that's, because,
0: that's run
1: that's hit yes, Edward Julian had one hit and Steven Williams had one hit. But I'm pre- will. I'm pretty sure it was Edward Julian that broke up the no hitter um in the in the eighth inning. Um and Auburn Auburn didn't get on the scoreboard until the ninth inning.
0: No, it was the eighth inning.
1: Was it? Yeah. Um but yeah, so but but anyways it was just a very very efficient performance out of their pitcher Sean Mellon and you gotta tip your hat to him.
0: You do. I mean I you know I went back to Northeastern's Twitter account on Saturday and their final tweet from the Friday game was tip of the hat to Casey Mai's great performance on the no hitter. And it really felt like we were going to see two no hitters in the same park two out of three games bat to bat days.
1: Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that. But um, thankfully, we did not see that. <laughs> but we still did not come out on top, uh, losing the game 2-1. to one. But uh, overall, you know, it gets the bear off the back. Um, just we got that first loss, and we can move on with the season. But, um, I mean, tip of the hat to Sean Mellon. Yeah, you know, it's – much all you can say. It
0: really – like I'm not upset about the loss. I'm upset that the bats didn't come alive like they had been, but that's all on Mellon. Um, you know, I'm just glad that it wasn't like the typical Auburn team to win two out of three on opening weekend. It's it's nice that Auburn has gone a while. I mean, this was the last non conference series before uh SEC play starts, so that was really nice to see um and, you know, even going into tonight's game, as we're recording this, Auburn came out and faced, you know, a, another lackluster Georgia Tech team. They're not as great as they have been in previous years. Um, and just, you know, kind of kind of threw out that final game against Northeastern yep. and got the bats going, got the pitching going, yep. I mean, kind of.
1: I really like what Butch has done with the squad. Um... We put that loss in the back of our mind, and we, we, we I mean, there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Learn from it, move on. And you
1: got to move on. And that's exactly what we saw tonight out of this Auburn squad. Uh, they got the win 12 to 7. Um, score by inning. Uh, Auburn scored two in the first, two in the second, and one in the third. So it was good to see that fast, quick start out of Auburn. And, um, I mean exactly what you're talking about. It this that loss did not hang over at all.
0: Now, you know, we got the bats going quick, uh gave our pitchers a little work and you know they they kind of needed a little room to play. Um Georgia or Georgia Tech scored 5 in the 5th inning to you know make it pretty tight. It was um yeah. It was it was 5 to 7 at that point, so you know it yep. could have gone e- either way and thankfully the but, the, the long list of Auburn pitchers made it out of that.
1: Yeah, but and then, thankfully, the Auburn pitching staff, um, this is no, by no means our top pitchers, but these middle guys did not – they did a pretty good job tonight. I mean, I'm not – they did not do a good job by any means, but they did – they got the job done, and that's what we need out of these guys Ryan Horder, Elliot Anderson. Elliot Anderson was huge tonight, going giving us three and a third. I mean, that way we don't have to spend, waste up and spend up other pitchers because we've got five games this week. Yeah. And that was a big outing. By I,
0: I love seeing Elliot perform well. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, it seems like, for him.
1: I think he's, he's doing very well this season. I think he has like a 2.3 or 2.4 ERA on the season. And it, that's just exciting to see him – um doing so well. And then Corey Herndon, uh, Welby, Mouse, And then Jack Owen. Uh Jack Owen, that was another huge performance out of him. Yeah. Um coming on and giving us three innings of two hit baseball with five strikeouts. I mean, you can't say enough about the game. I
0: mean, you know, we went on for a good while last week about the freshmen on this team and as impressive as some of these guys are, I I'm really liking Jack Owen too. I I mean he I don't think he's given up much runs, many runs at all this year. If no, anything, but and you know he comes in and does his job, and um, I mean that's that's three full innings for a freshman in relief duty.
1: But another uh, very largely underrated part of this uh, the, this game was the fact that the most any single pitcher pitched was 45 pitches. Wow. So, if you think about that, uh, what, Wednesday, Thursday, that's two days, and then Friday would be the third day. But three days rest, I think you can bring pretty much anybody that pitched in this game in on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Well, and I think that, and they'll be ready for the weekend. And
0: I think that we might very well see Elliot Anderson and Corey Herndon. and you know maybe with his outing tonight, he Jack Owen earned, Jack Owen. earned that right as well. So we might see them over think, the weekend. I
1: think we'll see Jack Owen a lot more this season. Um, I hope so, barring because because of the injuries that we are about to talk about,
0: quote unquote injuries.
1: Um, but it was just. Anyways, it was a big 12 to 7 win over Georgia Tech tonight to move to 16 and 1 on the season. 16 and 1. aint that ain't bad.
0: I didn't think that would happen. I mean, yeah. now we've got at, at some point this season, Auburn basketball and Auburn baseball both were what? 15 and 1, 16 and 1 maybe.
1: So, that, I think I
0: think basketball hit 16 and 1 too. So,
1: Yeah, so that was exciting to see Auburn um 16 and 1. But we'll, uh, we're going to talk about the game versus Memphis tomorrow. Um, Memphis sits at 6-10 and ten on the season. Um, so they're not having the best year by any means. No. But they – I mean, you saw from Northeastern what could happen. If one pitcher comes out and is bringing his A game – Anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen.
0: And and as good as all Auburn's bats have been this season, they went cold against uh, Northwestern uh, or Northeastern on that Saturday second game. So, you know, if it if it works out, Memphis might be very dangerous right now.
1: That well, the Memphis I'm just looking at the Memphis schedule, but they have a number five by Auburn's name. I don't know what poll we are ranked number five in, but I like what Memphis is I like Memphis. <laughs> hey, can
0: we just take the Memphis poll for now yes, on? I, I mean, I think we're as high as 13 in the other group of five or six or whatever because there's way too many polls in college yeah. baseball. But, but
1: I mean, we'll number five is pretty nice. I'll take number five any day of the week and twice on Sunday.
0: I think they might have been looking at the softball. <laughs> been,
1: honestly, But anyways – we're uh looking forward to welcoming Memphis, the Memphis Tigers to Plainsman Park tomorrow um for a single game and um
0: fun fun fact did you know that um one of the coaches for Memphis was actually in Butch's wedding
1: wow i did not know that butch are you if you're listening and i know you listen to our show every week <laughs> Hi, butch um but which one was this you know, uh,
0: uh, Butch's lovely wife, Mrs. Robin, told us on the way out that one of the coaches, and I'm blanking. Um, I'm gonna bet it was Tim John No, I think it was head coach Darren, Darren Scho- Scho- Schoenrock. <laughs> okay, so I'm probably wrong on okay. that completely, but one well, of these guys was actually we in. We'll ask Mrs.
1: Robin tomorrow
0: and confirm that for you, but
1: um. But that that's an exciting part for Butch and uh his and the and Auburn. Um, but we we're looking forward to welcoming Memphis tomorrow to Plainsman Park and um, hopefully we get the W. And then leading into the weekend a
0: very tough outing versus
1: a really really good Texas A&M team that sits at 16 and 1 on the season. They are on a 7 game win streak and they are I mean, thankfully we are playing at Plainsman Park, but they are they have a 14 and 0 record at uh their a home Bluebell Park. So, this is a this is a legit number 9 ranked in the country by D1 Baseball Texas A&M squad. And um it'll be exciting to see what they they bring to the to the ballpark.
0: Well, they've you know, they've played a Decent schedule. Um, They just recently swept Long Beach State. Um, Their lone loss comes in the Frisco College Baseball Classic to Louisiana Tech, but they also beat Baylor the following day. So, you know, it's it's not the most impressive resume, but neither is Auburn's. No, not at all. You know, if I know you got to go to LSU, you've been to. Uh, Mississippi State for baseball my college baseball bucket list is Bluebell Park like this is one of the most fun stadiums to watch a game on TV the crowd is in it they sell out every single game and it's it's really nice that we're not traveling there
1: (laughs) yes definitely Um, it's that's a very good thing. Uh, I mean, they're 14-0 and 0 on the season. That atmosphere at Bluebell Park is second to none. I mean, I really honestly think that Bluebell Park is in probably the top five, maybe top three atmospheres in the entire country. Oh, by by far. i got to say, LSU is by far <clears throat> my number one. Um, they do it, those crazy occasions, they do it like nobody <laughs> they do it like no else. But uh, Bluebell Park is a great atmosphere. But thankfully, we're getting them here at Plainsman Park. And, um, are I'm excited to see uh, Steven Kolek, who is uh, their ace, uh, pitch on Friday versus Casey Mize. That'll be an exciting, exciting matchup. Um, because he sits at a 1.46 ERA on the season. Um, a 3-1 and record, and I'm just excited to see what he brings to the table. Yeah, 23 strikeouts, um, only walked eight players. And then I think, I, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure Mitchell Kilkenny and John Doxakis or something, maybe. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure that was their starters for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, don't hold me to that, but all – all three of their starters, I am pretty sure, had under a, under a two, under a two, two or two three under yeah. a two ERA. Yep. Um. So it's going to be a challenge. And this you is know gonna what? Be Auburn's first real challenge and really show what this team is made out of.
0: Yeah. And their their batting is also pretty scary. They've got yeah. the leadoff guy at three ninety seven. Three ninety seven.
1: Brendan it. Venter says. Forget that, dude. What's he at, 515? Brendan Benner, I think, is sitting at 464. He was at 500
0: um, at some point this yeah, weekend. Yeah, he was at
1: 515 <clears> this past I weekend. I mean, they
0: they lead off with almost two 400s, and, I mean, you got to get down into the seven slot to even drop below 300. So, yeah. you know, Texas A&M is one of the toughest teams in the country year in and year out, so this will not be an easy outing. Yeah,
1: and that uh, the Br- Braden Shoemake... That kid is, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he plays, I know, I remember him because, yes, shortstop, um, Braden Shoemake, he is one of the best players in the entire country, and um, in my opinion, and I'm excited to see him play, and I mean, uh, he was
0: a he was All-American, and it's, First team All-American last year's freshman season.
1: Yeah, I mean, that says enough about him. I mean, I mean
0: you just look at his bio in the first three, four, five lines are nothing but... Acronyms. Uh, yeah.
1: So that's pretty impressive. First
0: team All-American, first team All-American, second team All-American, uh, SEC Freshman of the Week. Okay, yeah. that's
1: enough about him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... Um, so we're looking forward to welcoming the Texas A&M Aggies to Plainsman Park and um, seeing them play uh, Auburn Tigers. Unfortunately, I will not be there at all this weekend. I know at so all. On me, well, um,
0: neither will I.
1: Well, what are we gonna do? I don't know. I mean, we're gonna
0: have to lead the heckling up guess, to the beat team, man. Wh-
1: where are you gonna be?
0: Uh, I got a family event in just outside of Birmingham. So, oh my goodness! But hey. I, I kind of like your trip better. Can I still away with you?
1: Yes. I am headed out to San Diego to see Auburn win the first and second round game in the NCAA tournament and get to the Sweet 16, baby. War Eagle.
0: Can I hold that against you?
1: Um, I mean...
0: I'm not going what? to because I hope that that happens. But Do you not- that's a topic for a different show.
1: Okay. Well,
0: And Inside the Jungle just came out earlier this week with Kyle and I discussing our Bracket Pits, and how far Auburn's going to go. And I'm not, I might have been wearing my orange and blue glasses a little I'm too not, long.
1: I'm not salty or anything about But no, this. you were not invited. But I have not been invited onto Inside the Jungle yet. I'm not salty about it. But I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> we might bring you on for the uh, season um, recap. So I'm just saying. I'll have to talk to my boss about that.
1: But anyways, um, some of some discussion topics for this week. Um the biggest discussion topic um, overhanging us is Cody Greenhill. Oh uh, yeah,
0: we got some injury reports. Cody to
1: talk. Greenhill uh, was diagnosed with mono uh, this this past week, or I think it was. I want to say it was on Tuesday. Okay, um, no, t- Tuesday. It today. doesn't.
0: <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't have his records, so it was on Monday. I'm pretty sure. Co- Cody because was diagnosed with he tweeted mono.
1: he tweeted a minor setback for a major comeback, and I saw that and I was like, I thought, oh goodness, this is this is not good. Um, what has he done? But he was diagnosed with mono.
0: Well, I mean, uh, Cody's apparently been sick for a while, according to uh, Coach Thompson um been dealing with some sinus infection type stuff so if he's been able to perform with mono or the early signs of it you know how how do you think that freshman's going to be when he's 100% well,
1: let me tell you if he's had mono the past 3 or 4 outings it put him out there with mono again <laughs> no i'm, well, I'm apparently
0: not... that's dangerous but um
1: yes because that um we I was we were lectured about this at the game <laughs> by by Hannah Rainwater. She said it uh, mono enlarges his spleen and it gives a chance of a busted spleen or something. But I'm no doctor. No, you ain't. Clint's no doctor. No, I ain't. But we uh, we're praying and we hope Cody gets well soon.
0: Yeah, because he's been so much fun to watch. Yes,
1: and then um, there's uh, a few more players that are. Kind of questionable right now. Um,
0: we, we haven't seen Andrew Mitchell in yeah, a while.
1: Andrew Mitchell, I'm not sure what the deal is with him. But hopefully hopefully he gets better soon if there's a health problem with that. or But hopefully he gets better um, pretty soon and uh, gets back out there. We need
0: our midweek Mitch back.
1: Midweek Mitch. But... Um, yeah, it's it'll be um, interesting to see how how Auburn does uh, without Cody for a few weeks. So but, I think
0: I think now would be a good time to talk players player of, the of the week. Whoa! We need a soundbite for that one. So, you know,
1: wait, I'm going first. Casey Mize, <laughs> my player of the week, my POW baby, big time performance on Friday night, baby.
0: Okay, Dickie V.
1: Nine innings pitched. Zero hits, zero walks, zero earned runs, thirteen strikeouts. I mean, I think that stat line says it all. What an outing! What a night by Casey Mize. Yep. Let's move on to your player week <laughs> because you can't really you can't say anything else about that. It it doesn't do it justice.
0: No, I mean, you know, it was kind of an injustice for me because you claimed. Co- uh, um, Casey as your player of the week almost immediately. Yes, <laughs> and I had no chance for because a rebuttal.
1: At, right after that no hitter, I texted Clint. I said, "Casey Mize, my, my player of the week." <laughs> End of story. I don't care if <clears throat> if somebody hits seven home runs tomorrow. Casey Mize is my player. Well, of the
0: and week. I'll be honest with you. Since Friday night, I've kind of waffled back and forth between a couple of things. I kind of wanted to pick Casey as well. We'll just have a double pick. Not allowed. Okay, so there's that. Um, you know, I wanted to pick Josh Anthony, hit his first home run okay. of the season. That was big. And, or he hit his first two home runs of the season over the last week. Um, but I'm going with Brett Wright.
1: Brett Wright. This
0: kid has been fantastic up until uh this this Georgia Tech team was actually hitting 500 on the season hit his third home run on the season um 3 RBI drew 4 walks um he actually hit, actually ran in six runs uh, had 3 RBI against um UAB um but yeah i mean he reached base in all 12 games he had played this season, and he's just been a fantastic bat for this team.
1: Yeah. Um, I was very impressed with Brett Wright as well. Had three home runs on the week, six RBIs. That's what I just said. And (laughs) let me tell you, Brett Wright, one for one, on stolen bases, the rocket, the myth, the man, the legend, the speedster, Brett Wright. Can you believe that? War Eagle. War Eagle, baby. <laughs> Brett Wright, blazing blazing trails. I mean, leaving people in the dust. But, um, yeah, just a great week for Auburn baseball. Um, what
0: do you want to see from Auburn baseball this weekend against, I mean, it's going to be a top 15 matchup.
1: I want to see three no-hitters. Okay. So, now I'm just kidding. Um, what not...
0: does Auburn have to do to win the series against A and M.
1: I think no it, hitter, no hitter, I no hitter. It, no, I think it all starts on Friday night with Casey Mize, um, because he's going to have to have another legit outing, and I I think we're going to need Casey to go eight innings. Ooh. Um, I know that's asking a lot, but with with Cody out, with Andrew Mitchell possibly out, I think it's going to be very important. And there's going to be, I mean uh Casey is a is the uh I think he's a he's just a junior. Yep. But he's the senior leader of this pitching staff. That he is. And we're going to need a huge outing out of him um to get the weekend started so that way give the bullpen some some uh some room and some uh flexibility for the rest of the weekend yeah
0: and that's that's going to be a big one because I mean
1: so what do you I mean do you do you agree I do
0: I do um you know up until that no hitter Albert's kind of only used two two pitchers on the Friday game and uh two or three maybe on Sunday but that Saturday game two has been a bullpen heavy outing so you know, hopefully, I think Davis needs to get off to a really good start. Doesn't need to get into a lot of trouble and get pulled. You know, I, I think Davis Daniel needs to go five innings at least. Yeah, um, I'd love to see him go six or seven because the 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 more we take care of this bullpen, the better.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I totally agree. But um, that I think that about does it for us. Uh, Clint, how can the people connect with you?
0: You can follow me on Twitter, at ClintAU24. You can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at auburnuniforms.com. Chandler, they, how can uh, they find you, pal?
1: You can follow me on Twitter, at GolfWizKid, i I'm going to have some... Some good pictures and some good coverage of uh, being in San Diego this weekend for uh, Auburn basketball. So uh, feel free to follow me. Not that this is a, a personal pitch <laughs> or anything. I think it I is. I may be doing that a little bit. <coughs> but uh, War, Eagle.
0: Uh, yeah, War Eagle. Yeah, War
2: Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode on the Scene Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e 2 gmail.com and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes at SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is e2cnetwork at gmail.com and our website e2cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.